Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 52. And today, I'm going to be doing a UNC field hockey season review and a preview of the ACC tournament. So let's just hop straight into it right away. So UNC finished the season 10 and 6. They were 4 and 2 in the ACC. I believe they finished as a top 10 team. They were the three seed in the ACC tournament. So just like the last episode, I'm going to go through the the season and kind of talk about the games uh, and and how we got to this point. So first off the bat in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, huge games against Michigan and Iowa, the two teams that we beat in the Final Four last year to win our third straight national championship. Unfortunately, we lost both of these games. We lost to Michigan 2-3. to We lost to Iowa 1-3. to Again, Michigan is, I believe at the time, the num they were the number two team. Iowa was either three or four, but we competed with some of the best teams in the nation at the start of the season and lost both of them. But we bounced back in the next two games with wins at Princeton and Penn. And then we had a, an unexpected loss to St. Joseph's, who was the 17th ranked team at that time so we started with a few losses at the at the start of the season that we didn't normally have in the past few seasons then we had wins at Drexel versus Miami Ohio and then we hopped straight into ACC play on September 24th against Boston College a huge win where Boston College was actually number five at this point we won six to one then we beat a very good UConn team three to one and then probably the biggest loss of the season, we lost at Syracuse 0-5, to and we, we could very well see them again, and I'll get into that potential matchup uh, once I talk about the ACC tournament. So, lost to Syracuse 0-5, to the first time we got shut out since, I believe, 2016. So, that that's definitely something we want to avoid moving forward with postseason play. Then we played at Albany, we won 6-0, to had a rivalry game versus Duke, which I actually covered for the Daily Tar Heel, an extremely fun game. We won 4-1, to Aaron Madsen had three goals, and with those three goals, her third being, she got her 100th career goal. A huge accomplishment for Aaron Madsen, and as I do the, the team recap and review, uh, just to get uh, my analysis on the players, Aaron Madsen is an absolute star, she's fantastic. 100 career goals is, is no small feat, so a massive congratulations to her there. I did write an article about it and spoke to her about it, but uh, wow, what, what, a, what a player to have here at Carolina. Very humble, such a, such a great team player, and uh, that, was, that was an absolute pleasure. Uh, then we had the game against Liberty where, actually I forgot to, to say this, but at the end of the Duke game, Aaron Matson hurt her, her right pinky finger. I believe she had a laceration. She was out for a few games. The first game she was out was against Liberty, where we lost 0-4, to our first loss at Karen Shelton Stadium. And watching this game, it was very clear that uh, the loss of Matson would have a huge impact on this team. Uh, not only does she score a lot of goals, but she's our facilitator. She gets other teammates open. She does such a great job of running the offense. And that was definitely missed against Liberty, who was a top 10 team at the time. They uh, they are very good, and who knows, maybe in the uh, NCAA tournament we could run into them again. Then a big win in ACC play without Matson. We beat Wake Forest 1-0. That was a goal by Sienna Ricardo, and the defense was absolutely phenomenal uh, that game. Then we had a thriller at home against Louisville, who was the number one seed in the ACC tournament, and we lost this game in overtime 2-3. to three. We gave up a goal with like five seconds left, and we were so close, uh, playing the best team in the ACC right now without Matson. so if we see them again, 
I, I, I'm, I have full confidence that we can knock them off. And then in the season finale where Matson came back, so she only missed three games, we beat Virginia in overtime 3-2 to two, where Matson had a hat trick and then beating the ACC record for goals scored with 103 and counting, obviously. So it was great seeing her back on the pitch. So that's kind of the season review. That's how we got here. Again, 4-2 and two in ACC play, 10-6 and six overall, three seed in the tournament. Let's hop into the team review. So starting in the back line, we have freshman goalkeeper Abigail Taylor. She started all 16 games. She has 36 saves, giving up less than two goals a game. So I believe she's had a pretty nice season for being a freshman, uh, and that's not an easy position to play, and she's only going to get better over time. I think one of her best games was against Wake Forest. Definitely that defense was just absolutely phenomenal, pitching a shutout uh, against the Demon Deacons. And then against Duke, I thought she was good, only gave up a goal there. So she's, again, a player who's only going to get better. She's so young, and I believe she she graduated early. I, I think I heard that somewhere to play for UNC. So uh, that's going to be a really nice piece to have, getting her in the system early. So I actually really like how she's played this season. And then the back line, the starting back line, consists of freshman Kelly Smith, junior Madison Orobono, and then I believe Romeo Ricardo is also a junior, so uh, unless I'm wrong there, uh, this back line is going to stick together for next year. I think Orobono is fantastic. She's really good at playing out of the back. Ricardo's also really, really solid. She's good for set pieces. Um, and then the, the the freshman Kelly Smith, I think she's definitely done a good job staying aggressive. Her and Ricardo do a great job. I believe they're on the outside. They're like the outside backs, and Orobono plays inside. At least that's what I've seen from games. And I think that trio back there has done a great job holding down the fort. Again, the weight game, they didn't, they didn't give up a goal. I thought... Uh, the Virginia game, aside from the second quarter, they were pretty solid when they were put on their heels. So the, And the defense is going to be an X factor for me moving into the tournament because uh, we saw the game kind of get blown up at Syracuse. We kind of saw Liberty tack a few on. So if this defense can hold down uh, the back line while Aaron Madsen and company gets the offense rolling, this team can definitely make some runs in, in postseason play. And again, the back line is so important for Karen Shelton's team because she loves to play out of the back, playing up the wing. And these defenders, they'll get involved a little bit. They might not score goals, but they'll definitely get some assists. Orobono uh, has five assists on the season. So that's kind of my review of the back line. And then for the mids, we've got the sisters from the Netherlands, Ava and Yasmina Smolinars. Both very good players. I think uh, Ava in the Virginia game had a game-saving defensive stop or like inter interception there was a cross by Virginia across the goal and she took the uh the inside of her stick and just swung it around and that was probably a goal she didn't get make contact and it was such a clean save by her and again she's a she's a senior she's so experienced and her sister Yasmina has followed right in her footsteps uh she's so shown so much improvement over the season I covered her first game against uh, that was, I believe, Boston College. Yes, it was Boston College where she scored her first goal. And she's got three on the season with four assists. She gave an assist to Matson in the Virginia game. She was a part of the 2v1 for Matson's game-winning goal in overtime. And she's just getting more comfortable. Also a freshman, so she's going to be a great piece to have. And, and Ava has four goals along with six assists. So she and Yasmina, both very important players in the midfield. They do a great job on both sides of the ball. 
Next up, uh, a very underrated player in my opinion, Meredith Shoulder. Might not be the biggest goal scorer, but she is so solid defensively. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the formations in field hockey. Not very familiar with the sport, but I kind of see her as like the holding mid uh, who will control play in the middle and uh, she, she will get out on the attack. She, again, might not be the goal scorer that uh, she's classified as a forward actually, but she's been kind of back and forth playing mid and forward. But I think she's phenomenal. I think she's an all around glue player in uh, this formation. Next up, Cassie Sumfest. She's a senior. She has five goals, five assists, a great offensive player. Same with Peyton Worth. So, so talented. Those two players are good on set pieces. They make great passes, very unselfish. And uh, like I said, with Sumfest's five goals, she can, she can really score. And that kind of moves me towards the forward position. Hannah Griggs, uh, senior as well. She is second on the team in goals with seven goals, has three assists. And I think this team without Matson, there definitely was, uh, I don't want to say a lack of a, a second primary goal scorer, but if there was one, it would be Griggs. She, again, second on the team in scoring. She has a knack of finding uh, ways to get open. She gets good shots on goal. And I think if she kind of plays, uh, not, not even a Robin role, but if, if the combination of her and Peyton Worth and the Smolinars sisters, if they find ways to get shots on goal to help out Matson because she can't do it on her own, this team is going to be really, really dangerous. So I would say Griggs is my X factor offensively moving forward because she can be that su supplementary piece to Matson at the forward spot to score goals. And then obviously... Senior captain Aaron Madsen, 21 goals on the season, 8 assists. She has 103 career goals, which is the ACC record. I, I mean, I don't really know if I've seen another athlete as dominant in a sport at the college level than Aaron Madsen is with field hockey. Every time she gets the ball, she's a threat to score. She is so good with dribbling with her stick. She, I've seen her dribble through three defenders before, like it's nothing. And... I, I don't really know how she does it because, in my opinion, field hockey is a very hard sport. That is not that's the certain not to get into the sciences, but the surface area on that stick that is not that large. Uh, and she, man, she can just she can just rip the ball. Uh, whether it's her her backhand shot, her forehand, she's so so good on set pieces. Again, every time she touches the ball, there have to be at least two defenders around her, or else she's gonna make someone miss. And thankfully, she's coming back for her fifth year due to the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, rules from, from last season, however that panned out. So she will be back scoring more goals in Carolina Blue. And, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I've talked to her a couple times for interviews for the Daily Tar Heel. And her mindset, she's so team-oriented with, with how successful she is as an individual player. She's so humble, so about the team. She's probably one of the greatest people you'll find on this campus uh, athlete or not, and I mean, I have to say, it's 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 an honor talking to her because uh, she is one of the UNC greats, not just in field hockey, not just in women's sports, but in my opinion, at Carolina as a whole, and what a way uh, for this group to go out if they won another ACC championship, won a national championship, that would make it four in a row, and we all know it's going to be have, it's going to be on the shoulders of Matson because she's just so, so good at scoring goals. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. But again, I think it has to be a mix of Matson dominating and her supporting cast helping her out. Not only can her supporting cast help score goals, but they can help find her in open space, which they do 
uh, I think Smolinars, both of them have done a great job of finding Matson. Uh, the insert, I, I think it's Peyton Worth most of the time, or Sumfest inserting the ball on set pieces, the, the penalty corners. We've struggled with those in the past few games that we converted on one against Virginia. Matson is also the penalty stroke taker. So, she, I mean, she's the best player in field hockey. And we're and opposing teams, it is a nightmare trying to guard her. So that's kind of the starting lineup. To mention a couple other pieces, uh, Kennedy Cliggett actually has four goals on the season, and I believe she's a young player, a freshman or sophomore. I think I'd don't uh, I'd have to fact check that. Uh, Katie Dixon is another really solid piece. She started for a few games when Matson was out, and then Siano Ricardo had the big goal against Wake Forest, the sister of Romeo Ricardo. So a set of sisters on this team. But that's kind of my review of the team. And lastly, I want to do a review, or a preview, rather, of the ACC tournament. So I believe tomorrow, today is a Wednesday, Thursday, November 4th, we play Wake Forest. We are the three seed. They are the sixth seed. And if we win that, which we beat them 1-0 without Mats, and I think this should be a game we can handle, we would play the winner of the two-seed Syracuse and the seven-seed Duke. So most likely, we will be rematching Syracuse, our worst loss since 2016. And this is going to be a huge game. I think it's going to be really important for the Tar Heels to jump out to a lead early. I think if we win this game, we have to score the first goal. Because if Syracuse scores the first goal, it could be like deja vu and a repeat of what happened uh, back when we played them in October. So I actually think that is going to be our hardest game in the ACC tournament, getting over that hump of this was the team that shut us out for the first time in five years. And then if we win that, we will play the winner of Louisville, uh, and they will play either Virginia or Boston College. We beat both Virginia and Boston College, lost to Louisville in overtime. So based off of seeding, most likely we will be playing Louisville in the championship, barring some crazy upset, which can happen. Boston College is a very, very good team. I know we beat them pretty handedly, uh, I believe five to one or six to one, but uh, most likely we will be rematching Louisville. We beat them in the ACC championship last year. I'm sure they want revenge there because they are a very, very good team. So the path most likely, Wake, then Syracuse, then Louisville. And even though we're the three seed, we can absolutely win this thing. With Aaron Matson back, fully healthy, with his back line, playing pretty well recently, only has not allowed more than uh, two goals in the past three games in ACC play. Actually, well, they allowed three against Louisville, but that took an overtime to get there. The midfielder controlling the ball, controlling the tempo of the game. Something that's really interesting to me is this game is all about tempo, and if you're if you are on the offensive attack, you're going to be on the attack for a five to seven minute period until that switches. And by watching this sport so much, what I realize is the midfield is so important in keeping the pressure on the opposing team's defense to prevent a clear out or a switching of the field. There are not a lot of uh, switches in field position that you might expect uh, because when you think of ice hockey, they're flying up and down the rink. But for field hockey. And Coach Young does a fantastic job of this. They keep the pressure up. They press the defense. And with the, when the midfield does their job and plays well and kind of controls the tempo and gets interceptions defensively, then they keep feeding the ball uh, to the offense. That's how you get the penalty corners. And that's how you kind of gain momentum in a game. And I think in, in the games that we've lost, 
we have had moments where we've been on the attack but just haven't capitalized. We've had a lot, the Liberty game, I think we had like 18 shots around like nine on target. And we just like couldn't capitalize. So we need to take advantage of those moments early in game because when looking at that Liberty game, they scored one goal uh, to go up uh, by, by halftime in the second period. And then the floodgates kind of opened up in the third and fourth. So it's really important for this team to get on the board early. We did it against UVA. It gave us a cushion when UVA stormed back and eventually we won that in overtime. So the keys to victory, and then I'm gonna wrap up the episode. Keys to victory, score first, especially against Syracuse. I think that's so, so important. Capitalize on penalty corners. The penalty corner against UVA was beautifully drawn up and ran to perfection. An insert to Smolinar's, uh, Yasmina that is, on the left side of the circle, and then a fake shot pass over to Matson, who then slammed the ball past the keeper. Penalty corners can be super, super important. And then my X factors, which is going to be the back line, just the, the trio of them back there, and then Griggs to help uh, be a secondary scorer. I think Yasmina Smolinar's could also count as uh, someone who facilitates the offense or will need to help out, even though she's a freshman, but she's just been fantastic this year. And if we do those things, I think another ACC championship is coming our way. Very, very confident in this team. I, I'm going to be watching every game. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't really tuned into many field hockey games, go watch them. They're so much fun to watch. They're a great team. They're well coached. And it's an ACC championship on the line. Fall sports playoff time is here. I'm super, super excited. With that being said, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Next few episodes, I'm going to do a recap of the football season and a preview of basketball. I know it was a week period in between, but I'm trying to do at least an episode a week, trying to stay consistent, working on that aspect of the podcast. But I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, talking about the UNC field hockey team. This is actually the first time I've talked about field hockey on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time, and I hope you enjoyed listening my analysis about the team. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.